good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Amazing. Well, I've had that cold for two and a half months. It's finally starting to go away, so, so I'm feeling pretty good. You're officially upgrading yourself to amazing. I am. I am. I'm glad. I'm glad. And we were talking earlier. I'm glad that the cold is starting to go away. You had that for a long time. I did. And, and having the office next year, you had to hear a lot of hacking and coughing. Yes. But that's, I mean, I, I, it wasn't annoying. I just felt bad that you were sick. It really didn't bother me. I just, I just kept thinking, gosh, he's been sick for a long time. Yeah. And I felt every minute of it, but thank you for, for thinking of me and yeah. I'm, I'm doing better, but I'm glad I'm glad. And how are you, Kyle? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for asking. So, uh, now that we've established that we're doing good, let's talk yes. about something that's not very fun to talk about. Okay. <laughs> What's that going to be stretching? Well, no, although that isn't very fun to talk about either, but, um, it's a subject that's a difficult one. It's yeah. it's not a fun one. Uh, I think that there is this concept, this idea in this area that ignorance is bliss. But um, we're going to talk about some signs or symptoms that you may be exhibiting that could give you an indication that you've got uh, a serious problem, uh, specifically cancer. Yeah. So uh, not a, not a very fun topic, nope. but I think one that's important that we need to it at is, least know about. And and again, I want to. I want to really emphasize these are indicating symptoms. They're not guarantees. There could be a variety of different things going on. But if you're exhibiting any of these warning signs, it's probably worth a trip to the doctor. Well, and it's good to just when you go for your annual checkup to just get checked out a little bit of everything because my cancer, I had it for a long time and it didn't show up. And it wasn't, I mean, I probably had for five or six years before I did something about it. Yeah. So, so see, so people probably don't know that, but Jeff is a cancer survivor and is doing great now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, thyroid cancer is what you were That's dealing right. with, right? So we're going to talk about a variety of different uh, types of, of cancers and different, again, indications. And I want to I wanted one more time just emphasize this. If you're having one of these problems, it doesn't necessarily 100% guarantee that you have cancer, but it's something that you ought to be aware of and you need to bring up to your doctor. And you do need to be aware of your body and change your body. So yeah, go ahead. So let's go through these things. The first one, this this is one that no one wants to talk about, but blood in your stool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I know that sounds gross, but it's a serious sign that something could be wrong. Noticing blood could be a side effect of another problem, maybe hemorrhoids or something like that. But it's also a warning that you could have colon or rectal cancer and it's worth getting checked out. So keep your eye on that. Be aware of that. The next one, coughing blood. That's That's not a good one, right? Nope. If that's if that's happening, there's something wrong. Yes, right, very much so. So, just generally speaking, unexplained blood anywhere that's not supposed to be there is a sign worthy uh, of enough concern that yeah. you ought to get your doctor involved. A violent cough that eventually turns into coughing up blood is a warning sign of lung cancer. So, mm-hmm. be aware of that one. Uh, the next one: difficulty swallowing. That now, was... there's lots of things that could cause difficulty swallowing. But uh, cancer of the esophagus is one potential cause of this symptom. Uh, But difficulty swelling could come from a a variety of different places or different things. Um, They say that dementia, you have difficulty swallowing, a Mm -hmm. stroke, allergic reaction, or even just a dry throat could be the problem. Actually, difficulty swallowing was what took me into the doctor. That was your problem. Yes, the the nodules were so big in my throat that it was making it difficult to swallow even water. So that was your warning sign. So there you go. I mean, something to be aware of and and to consider and think about. The next one, excessive bruising or bleeding. Leukemia. Yeah, internal bleeding. 
and unexpected blood are signs that something is off with your platelets and red blood cells. Leukemia could be to blame. However, a low platelet count from some other medical cause could be the culprit. Consult your doctor and ask for a blood test if you're concerned and the bruises are persistent. That's right. That's always happening. Uh, another one in, uh, that, that is a warning sign, frequent infections. Leukemia affects your bone marrow's ability to produce white blood cells. As a result, your immune system might weaken, causing frequent infections and sicknesses. Mm-hmm. You can bolster your immunity with the right nutrients and get to your doctor right away to find out what's going on. Uh, the next one is uh, intense headaches. So migraines and headaches are quite common. That's, that's not uh, necessarily cause for nope. concern. Uh, it can arise from a variety of different sources, uh, not the least of which is, are you dehydrated? Mm-hmm. Are you getting enough sleep? Yep. Uh, prioritize these aspects of your well-being and see if anything changes. If not, the headaches, uh, and if the headaches are getting worse or to the point where they're really unbearable, it's possible that there might be a, a brain tumor, a tumor yes. involved there. Something you want to be aware of. And the last one, especially uh, with summer coming on, uh, that we want to be aware of is a noticeable change in the size of a wart or a mole. Or even the shape. Or the shape of it as well. The mm-hmm. American Cancer Society advises anyone who notices a visible change in a wart or mole to consult a doctor right away. In many cases, the skin blemish is just benign. It's not anything to worry about. But in some cases, it could be cancerous. Yeah. And early detection of melanoma dramatically increases your chances of effective treatment. So That's right. don't just ignore that. If there's no. something going on... Get it checked out on, on any of those situations. And there are other things that you ought to be aware of. Frankly, uh, and, and honestly, if something just feels off, if something you know is, is not right. going right, it's worth uh, a quick trip to the doctor. You know, thinking about cancer is kind of stressful. It is very stressful. It is very, very stressful. And it's a good thing that uh, today's special guest is kind of a specialist on helping us deal with stress. Yes, so, she is. So uh, we're grateful. Stacy Heaps is a licensed clinical social worker. She's graduated from the University of Utah with a master's of social work. And today we are going to talk a little bit with Stacy about stress. So Stacy, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's, our, it's our pleasure. So you, you uh, work with people who deal with uh, stressful situations in their life. Every day. Um, obviously <laughs> a diagnosis like a cancer diagnosis would be incredibly stressful. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to get to that point uh, before maybe we want to seek out some help or at least maybe understand how stress works in our lives. So let's just dig in and uh, and jump right into that. Let's talk specifically about stress and what it is so we can understand it better. Sure. Okay. Well, stress is both an emotional and physical reaction to something that we perceive to be a threat. So if you think back in the days when we're cavemen and we have a leopard coming toward us or something. We, <laughs> that would be stressful. Yeah, Very we stressful. are really threatened and our bodies react in a certain way. <clears throat> and even, so today we stress out as much about the possibility of a loved one leaving us um, as we do with a car swerving on an, you know, into our lane. Like they can cause the same amount of reaction to our body emotionally. Oh, okay. Wow. So our bodies don't, don't react any differently to a perceived threat as to a real threat. Exactly. Yeah. So the experience of stress sharpens our five senses. It makes us more alert and pumps that adrenaline. So remember that leopard yes. pumping that adrenaline into our bodies so that we can either flee from the danger or attack it head on. And then I'll add, sometimes we just freeze. 
We just freeze. So flight, fight, or freeze are our reactions to stressful situations. So it seems like, and I don't know, you tell me, maybe I'm missing this, but it seems to me like in the olden caveman days when a leopard or a saber-toothed tiger or whatever was coming after us and we felt that. Yeah, a mammoth, whatever it was, right? And we felt that stress and that adrenaline rush. It seems like at that time the outlet was to run or to fight. Like there was a physical yes. reaction that was an obvious way to to cope or to, uh, you know, attempt to uh, to uh, react to the stressful situation. Yeah. And these days it seems like with, with uh, a lot of the stress that we feel is maybe a little more internal and there's not that obvious, oh my gosh, I have to get away from a tiger, uh, obvious, uh, you know, solution. Right. So... Do, do you feel, do you find that that is true? And if that is the case, how do we how do we deal with it? How do we react? Yeah, that's such a good question. So, um, it's like I said, it sharpens our five senses, and we had back in the the days of leopards that we had to yeah. run away from. Then we would run, and now what we're doing is we are so busy, we do not have time to run. Right. <laughs> we have to, we stuff it, and then we fill it somewhere in our body. So we feel, think of just right now, both of you in this room, think about (laughs) how your bodies are feeling right now. (laughs) Notice like, is there any tension in your face, in your head, in your shoulders, your neck? You know, how are your legs feeling, your arms? Is there any tingling? Well, let's just say that if a saber tooth tiger were to chase me around, he'd get me pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) You would be, yeah, yeah. I'd be his meal right now. Well, so we have to recognize, okay, first of all, how am I feeling about this certain situation? Whatever it is, it could be a relationship, it could be our jobs, it could be being on a radio station, (laughs) whatever it is, we are going to feel something and what we have to think about, what is that feeling? Then the second thing is to think, um, where am I feeling it in my body? Am I feeling it? In my stomach? Am I, and a lot of times when I see kids, they're like, yeah, I feel it in my stomach and we'll draw pictures and and we'll determine where it is. But a lot of times people are like, what do you mean? Where am I feeling it in my body? I don't feel it anywhere. But if we can just become really, let our minds and bodies be really aware of where we're feeling that danger, where, where in our bodies are we feeling it? That's another good thing to notice. And then do I want to feel this way? How do I want to feel? Yeah. Mm. Right now, I want to feel at peace. I want to feel calm. I want to feel collected. I want to feel like confident, like everything's okay. And so sometimes we just have to visualize what it is that we want to feel instead of letting that stressful thing determine what we're going to feel. Interesting. I I like that. I like the, uh, the concept of being in tune enough to recognize that something is different too. You know, I think like you said, we're probably all feeling some level of stress in some way in our lives and we are all carrying it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, people, myself included, would say, oh, well, I'm not feeling anything. But if we're really in tune with what's going on um, and we can recognize where we're feeling it, I think, like you said, that's a big step. Yes. Oh, huge step. Yeah. Awesome. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Stacy Heaps about managing stress in our lives. So, Stacy, let's say that we figured it out. We've got in tune with our body, with our emotions. We know where we're feeling it. It's in our stomach. It's in my, you know, upper back, my shoulders, wherever it is. Now what? Now what do we do? Yeah. So you're, yeah, you've recognized it. You know where it is. Now you're going to say, how do I want to feel? 
how do I want to feel? And I already said, I want to feel calm. I want to feel peace. I want to feel. And then the next question is, how am I going to make it be that way? How, what can I do to not be controlled by my stress? What can I do to make this different? And sometimes it's a paradigm shift. We see things through a certain pair of glasses um, that we, if we take off those glasses and maybe talk to a therapist or talk to someone different with a different set of glasses, we can look at it in a different way. And that's one way. Yeah. Um, another way, you know, of course, there's always like your get enough sleep and exercise. <laughs> we and talk a lot about that, don't we? Yeah. We do. We do. It's one of our regular topics. It's so important. And I would add, if you can think, if you can just add like a, a morning ritual to your day where you wake up and you have a 15, 10 minute, maybe you have to start off at five minutes, but something <laughs> where you meditate every day and just allow yourself to have good thoughts. How do I want my day to happen today? So I actually did this yesterday. I had a huge day, different things, and I visualized what I wanted the result to be. So then that stress could just flow on out and the day didn't happen exactly, but it was way closer than it would have been yeah. had I not visualized it. Mm. And so if we take that time and get in tune with, okay, what am I feeling? What am I seeing? What am I tasting? Get in tune with your senses and then visualize your day just before your day starts. I think that's a huge thing. I think we uh, easily dismiss the importance of visualization. Oh, true. You know, I, I think um, there's a lot more power there than we give credit That's to. That's why we're not all Olympic stars. Yeah, right. On the fields of Olympics. <laughs> or, 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 or NBA stars. Or, or NBA NFL stars, yeah. Football they stars, do yeah. visualization every single day. It's an important part of sports psychology for sure. And, and you know, you're right. We're not all Olympic stars. We're not all NBA stars. Uh, but we can be superstars in our own lives, yes. right? Yeah. And visualization can be a very important tool, I believe. No, I think For there's sure. one thing that it's important to point out. You talked about changing your glasses. Beer, go beer goggles do not help. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you beer goggles do not help. I mean, they might mask it for a minute, but they're well, not going to really help. Yeah, if, if Jeff said it, then it must be true. Because it's on the internet. True. Yeah, it must be true. Now, I just do have a question for you. Yeah. At what point do you try to identify the cause of the stress or the stressors in, in this formula? Um, I think right from the beginning, you have to just ask yourself, you know, what, yeah, what are the causes of the stress? And if you try to not put blame on other people, like say, oh, my um, community is putting all this pressure on me to do something, um, but you're the one that said yes to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, take responsibility for when you have to say no or for when you have to. So basically you have to own the stress, even though you may not. Feel like you're the cause of the stress. You still have to own it because you're the one that actually accepted it and took it on. Yeah. We teach people how to treat us. And so if someone in our life is stressing us out, maybe we need to look at, maybe we're teaching them something different than what we ought to be teaching them. That's an interesting concept. It isn't is. It? it is. I like that. And I also like the idea of being able to, um, to control your reaction. I, I, and I think that that's important. I saw a, you know, you see these viral videos on, on social media, and I saw one from Will Smith, you know, mm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? right? Totally qualified to be talking on, <laughs> totally. on all things, uh, you know, stress well, he is a Fresh Prince. But, you know, he, he brought up a, a point that I thought was really, really interesting and, and I think very powerful as well, and that was the difference between fault and responsibility. So things happen in our lives that aren't necessarily our fault, but we yeah. still have the power to take responsibility for how we're going to react to it. And I think that... 
again, was just a, just a powerful paradigm shift, I think, for me and maybe for a lot of people. I love that. Yeah, it is. I mean, their actions are their faults. Our reactions are our responsibilities yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah. 100% we get of the to time. Choose. We get to choose how we react to that. Well, we're obligated so. to choose how. I mean, it, it, we have no choice but to choose right. how we react. If it's negatively or positively, it's still our reaction. Yeah. But we are able and capable of choosing sure. positive, right? We and don't have to choose negative. Right. And sometimes like we think it's not a choice because it's like, oh, I just said that or I just did that automatically. Mm-hmm. But then we have to take responsibility again and say, well, it's because I not, I have not been doing the right practices every day or to practice having mm-hmm. the reaction that I would want to that have. Rem- that reminds me of being a little kid and coming and crying to my mom and what happened Dougie hit me back. <laughs> yes, it's his fault. He favorite. hit me back. True story. My brother's name is Doug. Hey, I have a brother named Doug too. There you go. He hit me back and that's why I'm upset. I love it. Yeah. So, um, Stacey, are there different types of stress in our lives um, that we deal with or is it all kind of just the same kind of stress? Oh, no. There are definitely different types of stress. And... Um, the co- the four most common types are time stress, okay, anticipatory stress, situational stress, and encounter stress. So, of course, time you experience time stress when you worry about the time, and yeah. you know, um, gonna am I going to get things done, and yeah. am I going to achieve what I need to achieve? And so, there's so many different things that you can do for time stress. In fact, my husband just taught me this while well, he Googled it how am I going to get my wife to use her time more wisely? And there's something (laughs) called a Pomodoro effect that has been genius. And you can just Google it. I'm not going to go into it right now, but that has saved my bacon on so many times. So Pomodoro effect. Pomodoro effect. Okay. Pomodoros are Italian tomatoes just to entice someone to look that up. Okay. I love Um, it. (laughs) But you can, there's time stress, anticipatory stress. You know, um, sometimes this stress can be focused on a specific event like, being on a radio station. It's just been a little stressful for you. I You've feel, mentioned that more than once. I, I feel mean, like you, 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 I love this. I'm no longer there. as stressed as I was. So. You're doing very well, by the way. Um, but it can be something, yeah, that you dread or worry about in the future. And I remember um, there's a quote by someone wild. I bet someone that's listening. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. He says, worry is like a rocking chair, Right. It doesn't do us any good. You, can you don't sit, get anywhere. You don't there's get lo- anywhere. There's lots of activity, but you don't go anywhere. But you don't go anywhere. You just keep doing it. So we don't need to have anticipatory stress. But that is actually a lot of what I see. In fact, in light of this Pineview High School scare right. you guys probably heard about, now I have kids, their mom, their parents are calling like, my kid, my kid doesn't go to school because they're anticipating they're about that it. they're not going to be safe at school. And not so. just here in St. George, where we did have a, a scare recently, but really across the nation. I mean, that's something that kids and parents are dealing with a lot. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It yeah, it scary. can be. It can so be. So we have to go through and, and think, okay, so what glasses are you putting on? Are you watching a lot of news? Are you, what are we, what can we do to keep you safe? What can you do to keep yourself safe at school? Right. Um, Empower yourself. Empowering to, yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then there's situational um, stress when... You know, you're in a scary situation that you have no control over. This could be an emergency. Um, More commonly, it's a situation that involves a conflict or loss of status or acceptance in the eyes of a group. Yeah. There's a lot of faith crisis going on right now with religion. And I think that's a huge stress on people to go through something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. um, And then, um, let's see, did I say there was one more? (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. encounter stress. Encounter stress yes, was the last that thing that revolves around people. You experience encounter stress and you worry about interacting with a certain person or a group of people. You may not like them or you just think that they're they're going to be unpredictable and you're not sure how you'll be perceived or how they'll accept you. And so that happens a lot with teenagers, too. It so, does. So, so going to the principal's office could be a couple of those. <laughs> I could be, <laughs> yes. Anticip- anticipation <laughs> and, and encounter. and <laughs> Yes. Yes. All those. Well, then, do you feel like uh, this social media world that we live in, do you think that that kind of exacerbates a number of those stressors? Oh my gosh. You it don't does, even have to right? ask that, right? Yeah. Like, yes, that is, it exacerbates it like crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I have strong opinions on when teenagers should have social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot later than what Well, they probably shouldn't be. The teen shouldn't much be involved anymore by the yeah. time they're getting around to it, should it? Yeah. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot going on for sure that... Um, just creates those uh, those scenarios, those scenarios of stress. So we've been talking about stress. We've been talking about it in really kind of a, a lot of negative connotations, a lot of negative ways. Is is stress always bad? Is all stress bad? No, because like it helps us to go move forward and helps us to accomplish things. It helps us um, to think about. I think it it really can be a help if you think, okay, let me get in tune to what I'm feeling and. And it helps us problem solve. It helps us um, maybe have compassion for other people, too, who are going through something that, you know, we're not familiar with or we have experienced before. Um, so I don't. And yeah, if a leopard is really coming, I really <laughs> hope I'm stressed and that yeah. I'm not going to get eaten. So, and Or, you know, if I'm in a car accident or I'm driving in a car and I see something happening, I really hope that I have the adrenaline to do something. To react. Yeah, to react. Yeah. So certainly stress is not all bad. It's interesting, um, as much as anything, I think stress is one of those things where really balance is important because a life with no stress isn't necessarily healthy either. You know, there's there's health effects uh, that are negative that come from being, you know, not having those stressors in our lives that, as you said, push us forward, that help us accomplish different things. On the other hand, though, stress can really be a significant and a major health concern that can lead to long-term and even debilitating problems from, from heart attacks to, you know, other strokes. ulcers and yes. strokes and other things too. So it's finding that right balance in your life of uh, things that help push you forward and help you become better and stronger, but don't overwhelm you to the point where it becomes debilitating. Exactly. Yeah. And to develop practices in your life where you're not, it, you're a, your adrenaline isn't always going. Yeah. But where, you know, it goes and it There's spurs you on for a little bit. There's enough to yeah. keep you going. Well, we're just about out of time, but if you had maybe one piece of advice that you would leave with people about stress in their lives and how to manage it, what would that be? Oh, my goodness. Just one, because I'm going to have three real fast. Can I <laughs> okay, do three? Okay, yes, three. Okay, so one is get lots of sleep. Tons of sleep. Important. Exercise or get outside. That is huge. That brings down people's stress levels like crazy. And then meditate. Those are my top three things. I love it. I love it. And all doable things. Like you haven't given us anything that's like out of the realm of reality. Like, oh, I could never get around to that. Like all of those things are things we could all do. Yeah. And it'll make Completely a difference doable. in our lives. Yes. And you can be in control of it. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing uh, some real insightful information on stress and what it means to us and, and really how to deal with it. We appreciate that. You bet. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, Jeff, 
Kyle. Registration for the Huntsman World Series. It's stressing games. me out. As a, oh, is it stressing you <laughs> no, out? No, I'm just kidding. We'll visualize. <laughs> I right? am visualizing. The numbers outside, coming in, the numbers coming in. Some exercise. <laughs> There's lots of stuff going on at the Huntsman World Senior Games. You can go right now to seniorgames.net and register for your choice of 30 different sports because our registration everything is still open is open and it's ready to go so so take a minute and get over there and do that i'm going to tell you though over the past several years we've seen the number of sports that reach their participation cap growing it is so don't delay because Mm -hmm. uh, you might miss the opportunity but right now we're good to go the slate's open but we do have over a thousand athletes that have registered in fact over about 1300 that have registered for a wide variety of different sports. So take a minute and uh, make that happen. The dates of the Huntsman World Senior Games for 2018 are October 8th through the 20th. So you got plenty of time to get yourself prepared, but That's get right. registered. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on iTunes or Google Play, and you can even find us in your Stitcher app as well. It's easy to add us to your list of favorite podcasts. Just search for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, hit subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Never. An inspirational thought for the day, Jeff. It comes from Stephen C. Hogan. You can't have a million-dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. That's true. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Oh!